Good evening, friends. It is your brother, Samson. I am so delighted to come your way in a time like this. I want to appreciate the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Creator of heaven and earth, for giving me this privilege to come your way tonight. I say may his name alone be praised and glorified now and forevermore in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good all the time. I hope you are with your Bible tonight because I'm going to share with you a very important topic from the Word of God tonight. But before then, let us pray. Father in heaven, we give you praise. We adore you, reverence you tonight. We thank you because there is no like you. In heaven you are God, on earth you reign forever. There is no one like you. The Bible, the written word that you gave to your prophets to write for us, declare you as the beginning and the end, as the first and the last, as the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now again, we are prepared to hear your word. We pray and ask that you strengthen us inside and outside open our heart tonight open our ear to hear and to do what we are going to be hearing here tonight in the name of jesus that we be not hear us alone but also do us in the name of jesus understanding is our portion tonight wisdom is our portion tonight revelation is our portion tonight Knowledge is our portion tonight in the name of Jesus. And I pray for those who are sick here tonight, that you are healed by the name of Jesus. By the precious blood of Jesus Christ, you are cured of that disease and infection that the doctor declared incurable. Tonight you are free from that disease. You are delivered from that ailment. You are delivered from that no-origin disease. In the name of Jesus, for those of you that are confused about life, confused about marital settlement, I pray receive light tonight. Receive direction. As the word is going on, begin to receive lights on what to do right now. In the name of Jesus, blind eyes be open, deaf ear receive hearing, lame, the lame walk. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good all the time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tonight, I will be sharing with you, just as I said before, the subject of love. So many things have been said about love while I was carrying out my research on this particular subject. So many things were said concerning this particular subject. And the concept of love biblically is inexhaustible because we keep learning the different aspects of God daily. 
and God himself is the embodiment of love. During my time of study, devotion, reading and research, I have been able to lay my hand upon some certain key points about the love of God that I'm going to be sharing with you tonight. And I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will give us direction on what we need to do tonight. And I believe every one of you came here with your Bible because we are going to be looking at different scriptures tonight. We are going to be looking at the love of God and this is going to be an introduction on the subject title, What is Love? The love we're going to be looking at tonight will give you a proper understanding based on what love is biblically and what love is to the world. And of course, a love in the kingdom is far different from the love that is in the world. But at the end of these teachings, because it's going to be coming in different parts, if the Lord wills, because this is inexhaustible, that is, we cannot finish this concept of love in just one podcast, in just one series. So as the Lord give us understanding as he grants us light into his word we are going to continue to look at the different aspect of love and what we should know about god's love as believers hallelujah because this is where the foundation of our hope our faith and patient lies now to start up what is love Biblically, love is patient and kind. Love knows neither envy nor jealousy. Love is not forward and self-assertive, nor boastful and conceited. Love is patient and kind. Love knows neither envy nor jealousy. Love is not forward and self-assertive, nor boastful. That is the definition that Weymouth New Testament def definition gave to us. Now, according to the easy-to-read Bible definition, it says love is never tired of waiting. Love is kind. Love has no envy. Love has no high opinion of itself. Love has no pride. Love is never tired of waiting. Love is kind. Love has no envy. Love has no high opinion of itself. Love has no pride. Hallelujah. You can see from our definition tonight 
that is different from what you have in the world or what the world call love. Now, according to the New King James Version, it says love is deep affection for someone or something. Love means deep affection for someone or something. For example, the Lord your God. Lord your God. Your neighbor. Your enemies. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. Open your Bible with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Praise God. Where your love should be displayed now as a believer is what Kim J's definition is telling us tonight. Secondly, your neighbor. Your neighbor. Matthew chapter 22, verse 39. Matthew 22, verse 39. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Lastly, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. Sorry, verse 44, rather. But I say to you, love your enemies. This was Jesus Christ speaking. Bless those who cause you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So I like and prefer this New King James definition. He said, Love means to have deep affection for someone or something. The word kind of love is against that. The kind of love we have in the world is selfish. It is not God mindful, that is. It's not concerned about God. It's not conscious of its neighbors. Neither is it conscious of its enemies. So the true love is what we have been able to define tonight. Now to continue in our discourse tonight, look at this and listen attentively. God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, brought forth his love to the whole earth. Through Jesus Christ, the Lord demonstrates his love to the world. 
John 3.16 told us, For God so loved the world, that is you and I, and the whole of human race, that he gave his only begotten Son. And whoever has anyone who believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see that love comes from the Lord, not from the world. Praise God. The love that is patient, that is kind, that is selfless, comes from the Lord. What I'm saying tonight is very, very important because this can change your life forever. There is no way we can come to the unity of faith. There's no way that the Church of Christ can call, come to full maturity outside the love of God. And many of us today are working against this love of God. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us tonight. John chapter 15 verse 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man gives up his life for his friends. The friends there include us, not just to the disciple he was speaking to. The friends there include you and I. We are the friends for whom Christ died. You and I. Praise God. For when we were still without strength, at the right time, Christ gave his life for evildoers, including you and I and the whole entire human race. That's why there's no way you want to look at love, real love, genuine love, the Greek call it agape, that is the God kind of love. The unconditional love without looking at the Bible itself. Because the Bible itself was written in love. From Genesis through Revelation. It portrayed God loving his creation. Hallelujah. When the Lord God died for us, we weren't especially good, nor were we excellent or decent people in ourselves. No. But we prove to us that He is a true love, that He is what love is. It demonstrated this to us. Sending forth his son to the world to die for our sins. But God demonstrates his love, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We love because he first loved us. He who does not love does not know God. Love comes from God. And the love that comes from God, God wants us to replicate it. That is, God wants us to show forth that kind of love 
that he has shown to us to our neighbors. You can see from the King James definition, the love of God toward us, toward our neighbors, our enemies. He said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now he said, we love because he first loved us. He who does not love does not know God. Have we seen God before? We have not. But if I love my neighbor, if I love my fellow Christian, it proves that I know God. That's what the scripture says. For God is love. For where there is no love, hatred is stirred up. There is bound to be strife, as we have it today in the body of Christ. Because we have refused to walk in the true love that the Bible prescribed for us. But the true love covers all sins. You and I would have been forever destroyed and face eternal damnation if not for the love of God that covered all our sins. Praise God. I'm trying to show to you what love is. Showing to you tonight what it means to love. Now in our society today, in our world today, that singular word, love, four letters, L-O-V-E, has been corrupted in the world to mean different things. But we believers are not to go the way of the world, the way of the kingdom. Now the scripture made mention of something to us. He said we loved because we love because he first loved us. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Any believer who is not walking in love does not know God. Does not know God. And so now we are going to be looking by God's grace as we continue in our discourse in this introduction to the subject of love we are going to be looking at how we can know God through love. Because the Bible says he that does not love his brother does not know God. Praise the Lord. Beloved, let us now, we are going to look at knowing God through love. Because since the Bible says that anyone who does not love does not know God. 
Now, how do we know God? Through love. Beloved, let us love one another. Love is of God. Love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we may live through Him. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has perfected in us. At this we know that we by this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son, Savior of the world. I'm reading from 1 John chapter 4. Praise God. He said, Beloved, let us love one another. So if I love my fellow Christian brother and sister, is a proof. If I love my enemies, my neighbor is a proof that I have seen God, that I have known God. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. It is my duty to cover the shame of my brother. It is my duty to cover the shame and nakedness of my sister. It is a proof that love is at work in me. Hallelujah. Praise God. But if I fail to do any of this, it also proves that I'm not working in the love that the Lord have shown to me. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. As we continue, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God. He who does not now abide, what happened? You complete it. God is love, and he who abides in love, abides in God. So he who does not abide in love, does not abide in God. And God can never be in him, because here we have, he said, and God in him. There is no believer, like what I have here in my daughter, there is no believer, there is no true believer in Christ, in Christ, who can claim to know God outside his or her love for him. Praise God. Your love for him. How does your love for him flow now? Through your brother and sister that you can see. is a proof that you love God. 
We don't truly know God yet until we come to realize the potency of love to our faith work with God. Faith become faith when it is rooted in love. The faith that removes mountains. The faith that breaks strongholds must be founded in love. Otherwise, it's not faith. Without love, in the first place, there will be no salvation. Remember John 3.16. And first, John 4, 19. There will be no grace, no faith, and no hope of eternal life with resurrection. If Christ didn't die, there wouldn't be any grace. Neither to believe in him to have, it, to have, uh, to have eternal life. Where will our hope come from? Our, our mortal body will be resurrected. In the last day. Without love, no holiness. Praise God. He said, be holy. As your heavenly father is holy. No good work and no mercy. The father displayed all this toward us. Why he sent forth his son to die. For us. Any man, any believer who is not walking in love. Cannot walk truly. In holiness cannot live in holiness rather it can never have a, a good heart a heart that is full of mercy a heart that is willing to share never such hearts is selfish we know and see God through love the Bible begin and end with love because love is unending. The throne of God is established in love, justice and righteousness. Hallelujah. Justice and righteousness. So many things can be said concerning this love of God. Like as I said, is inexhaustible. There is no man that can claim himself to be an absolute authority over this subject. But we can only speak based to, to, the, to, to the extent to which God has revealed himself to us. Hallelujah. Let's look at the outworking of love. The outworking of love. What is your love if you profess you have love? What is it supposed to produce? If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we are passed from death, spiritual death. Take note. Reading from third John, first John chapter 3. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we are passed from death to eternal life. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another Christian, brother and sister, brother or sister, is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. 
so you don't you, you don't really actually physically have to take knife or cutlass or gun to kill somebody he said you are a moderate heart speaking to the believer because you don't love your fellow Christian we know what real love is because Christ gave up his life for us that's the outworking of love the proof that my love is really producing something for me is that I should be able to be a, I should be able to make sure that my love is producing something outside of me that's the outworking of my love now look at it again he said, we know what real love is. That also shows to you that it's fake love. Love that is just professed with mouths. We know what real love is because Christ gave up his life for us. And so we also ought to give up our lives for our Christian brothers and sisters. That's what the word of God says. I'm not the one who says so. But whoever has this world's goose, it's talking about material things what eyes can see and sees his brother or sister in need and shuts up his heart from him or her how does the love of God abide in him is the question I love you I love you I love you love you I love you I love you How does the love of God abide in you? Let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and assure our hearts before God. Hallelujah. Again, as we continue in our discussion, he who does not love his brother or sister abides in death, spiritual death. He's not talking about physical death. No. My beloved, let us not hate one another. And this is heavy today in the body of Christ. Ministers fighting against ministers. Members in the church fighting against other members. Rebel within us. Stealing and all manner of things which is outside God's plan for the church today. Let us not hate one another. Or let us love one another so that the love of God can be perfected in us. Remember I said it before. The purpose of God sending Jesus Christ into the world to die for us is to be able to gather the people back again to himself. But they, they must come to the full maturity in that body called church that is in Christ. So that the love of God can be perfected in us. God himself is already perfected in his own love. He's waiting for us. 
any church i wrote down here any church where there is absence of love in the life of the worshipers there is bound to be retard there is, there is bound to be no growth at all spiritual growth thrive in an atmosphere of love faith and uprightness where there is absence of love absence of faith and righteousness there is bound to be loss of spiritual stagnancy and loss of spiritual growth in such atmosphere there is what our church this is what our church rather our churches are lacking today we build doctrines around ourselves and around our members as if Christ didn't die for the, whole, for, for, for the entire church but died for some specific church and did die for others and the Lord help us we fight and quarrel often over mundane things which perish with the earth praise God but we have refused to look carefully into the book of Philippians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 9 we have also failed to look at James chapter 4 verse 1 to 3 so that we can take note of what God spoke through his servants to be documented for us hallelujah praise the Lord you see we cry and cry every day asking and praying for revival to come or how will revival come into a place where you have disagreement and disorderliness fighting and quarreling over all manner of worldly and earthly things and having said this your love should end with your fellow believer in Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 we said love your enemies too show love to the world and your enemies this is how to do somebody may say but we believe by the grace of God we can hallelujah now just to quote that particular chapter again Matthew chapter 5 I'll read it again you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say to you love your enemies praise God grace to help us bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your father in heaven so if we are not doing that we are not proving that we are sons of God for he makes his son rise on 
the evil as the wicked one make his son to rise on them just the way he make it to rise on the Christians too and on the good and sends rain on the just and also on the unjust for if you love those who love you what reward have you as if you love your own fellow Christian brothers and sisters you love only those who do good to you do not even the world do the same the world love their own too and if you greet your Christian brother and sister only, what do you do more than others? You are not different from the world now, because they do the same. Do not even the world do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Perfect there is talking about coming to full maturity, coming to full completion of what God really intends us to be. Fully mature in the spirit. And love is what brings people there. But if we fail to do so, how on earth are we ever going to get there? The word of God is pure. What I note down in my, my jotter here. The word of God is pure and accurate. And accurate in that it's balanced every form of mis misconception and misinterpretation. The Lord God command through the sacred scriptures that we believers in Christ Jesus should love the world. Those not in the faith, the unbelievers, with the same fervor, with the same intensity with which we love our Christian brothers and sisters. This will also serve as a means for us to turn them away from sin turn them to God. If I hate my enemies, it becomes difficult for me to share with them what the word of God really intends. That's Matthew chapter 5 from verse 23 to 48. That's what I read out to us just now. Praise God. So it is my prayer that the Lord God Almighty will help us he gave us the strength, gave us the grace, gave us the capacity to walk in love, actually. To walk in love of a true. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, what is the characteristics of love and the importance of love? What are the characteristics? Remember, we are still introducing love. And we are going to continue if the Lord wills. The characteristics of love and the importance of love. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, a lot is said about love there. A lot. Like what I have here. One, love does not behave rudely. Love does not behave rudely. As love is not arrogant. So, what it means is that those who possess love, this is their attitude. They are not rude. They are not arrogant. They are not stupid people. They don't misbehave. 
toward others. Love is not provoked, not easily irritated, not easily carried away by anger and all manner of offenses. Three, love thinks no evil. Love thinks no evil. So if I begin to fight with my fellow Christian brother, fight with my enemies, it proves that I'm not walking in love. When I project evil, I place a stumbling block in the way of my brother and sister. Prove that I'm not walking in love. For love does not rejoice in iniquity. In the world today, many among the body of Christ celebrate iniquity. They derive joy. They celebrate those who get their means of survival from different dubious means. We celebrate them. So those who carry love and walk in love shouldn't move in that light at all. Love is patient. Those who possess love must be patient toward those that live with them, towards those who they worship with, and to themselves as well to be patient. Many believers are not patient. Many of us believers are in now, not waiting for what the Lord is going to do for us. Love is patient. Since love is faithful in all things and does not easily give up, love solidifies your faith, strengthens your faith, and gives you the assurance that, yes, the promises of God must come to pass. Seven, endures all things. Persecution will come. But true love will be purified. Love never fails. No one that walks in love, actually, will encounter any stumbling block. Love is gentle. Meekness, kindness. Love is kind. Love does not envy. I should rejoice with my other Christian brother that the Lord is prospering. I should rejoice with them. I should be happy. There are so many persons who get angry to see their fellow believer prospering. That is not what love is. Love is not proud as we have it today. Many of us in the body of Christ are so proud and uncontrollable. Love is selfless. Love does not even care for his own self, but is selfless. Now to close this teaching tonight, let's look at the importance of love. What are the importance? Have you been able to look at the characteristics? What are the importance of love? One, deliverance from deaths to life eternal. You remember, anyone who does not love his brother, hates his Christian brother and sister, is 
living in death, a spiritual death, told you. Deliverance from death to eternal life. So those who walk in love of a true toward their brothers and sisters, fellow Christian brothers and sisters, and to their enemy, are moved from death to life eternal. The scripture told us that we are moved from from we are moved from death. We are passed from death to life because we love the brethren. There will be spiritual growth. You be you flourish in love. When you flourish in love, you grow in faith. You expand in knowledge. You walk in grace. Your your hope is solidified. Walking of signs and wonders, as it was with Jesus, because he loved them. He said when he saw the multitude. Moving to and fro as with sheep without shepherd, he had compassion on them. He had to feed them, fed them in the, in, in the wilderness there. Praise God. Unable to sin because you, 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 the, the love life you are living makes it impossible for you to sin. But if you sin in the process, you can ask for forgiveness. So far, you never again return back to it. The practice of righteousness become possible and become better and easier. Because when you walk in love, these things fall in place. Righteousness, goodness, good works, they fall in place. Since grace is automatically attracted, grace. Everyone that is working in love must enjoy God's grace. By all means, must enjoy God's grace. Hallelujah. Faith and hope increase as seven. Assurance of salvation. That when you die again, you will resurrect. And Christ will redeem you, your mortal body. By replacing it with immortality. Prosperity, righteousness and holiness. Deliverance from darkness of the power of the devil. Deliverance from satanic oppression and attack. As ten. The indwelling of God's presence, the Holy Spirit find expression there. Heart full of love. God help us. The desire to give generously. Love causes you to give. That's the sharing we're talking about. Perfection of the fullness of Christ in you. When you when you grow over time in your love. You become exactly like Christ. That's the level which God wants every one of us to attain, according to Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11 downward. The Son of God will become the, the, the Son of God indeed. Because those who do not abide in love, they, they are not sons of God, the scripture says. Prayer life is enhanced for those who truly walk. In love, praise the Lord. I believe with the little we have heard tonight, we have been able to gain a background to what we are going to be receiving subsequently concerning this particular subject. Like as I said before, it's inexhaustible. This is just the in introductory aspect we are going to continue as the Lord help us 
please ensure to share this podcast with friends with loved ones different social media that you belong to as you do so may the lord bless you let's pray father i want to thank you i want to bless your name tonight thank you for your goodness your favor and mercy thank you for the inspiration thank you for your spirit in us thank you for the understanding tonight thank you for the healing thank you for the restoration that have come as a result of your word tonight i give you praise O lord i give you honor because by our own strength we will not prevail thank you for jesus your son who you sent forth into the world to show us what love is and as we continue in this light in examining this this subject of love please open our eyes open our hearts open our ear cause us to do all that we are going to be receiving from you during all our stay and studying of this scripture of this subject in the name of jesus thank you tonight give you praise i give you honor give you glory i give you all adoration we praise tonight be magnified tonight in jesus name god bless you greet one another the lord god be with you may the peace of the lord go with you the glory of the lord protect you in the name of jesus till i come your way again it is your brother samson stay blessed in jesus name goodbye good evening friends this is your brother samson i'm very grateful to come your way today I want to appreciate the Lord God Almighty who is always the reason behind our success, our ability to move, walk, eat and wake up. I say may his name alone be praised forevermore in the name of Jesus. I pray for you tonight my dear listener that revelation is your portion, knowledge is your portion, understanding is your portion, light is your portion, healing is your portion restoration is your portion deliverance from the word of god is your portion tonight receive light in every area of your life now in the name of jesus thank you father thank you king of glory holy spirit you are welcome flow walk and move in us tonight teach us give us understanding and lead us right tonight flow through me to reach out to your people in the name of jesus thank you gracious father thank you lord jesus thank you thank you in jesus name we are praying amen praise the lord you i welcome you all to this meeting again tonight we have been discussing about the subject of love we started this the last time we are going to continue from where we stop we are going to be looking at um, another aspect of love today but before we do that let us quickly do a reminder of what 
we discussed about the last time. We define love to mean patience and kindness. He said, love knows neither envy nor jealousy. Love is not forward and self-assertive, nor boastful and conceited, based on the definition that Weymouth trans New Testament translation gave to us. The easy to read Bible also told us that love is never tired of waiting. Love is kind. Love has no envy. Love has no high opinion of itself. Love has no pride. And the King James Version told us that love, ha- love means to have deep affection for someone or something. Then he said, love toward God, love your neighbor, love your enemies. We look at some scriptures, looking at Deuteronomy 6.5. We looked at um, Matthew 22.39. We also looked at Matthew 5.44. Praise the Lord. And we point out that God was the one who loved us first before we ever thought of loving him in return. Made mention of the fact that Jesus Christ was sent as the Son of God to show to us what true love is. Dying on the cross. So that we can have eternal life. Look at the various characteristics of what love is. How the love of God is different from the love of the world. Look at the outworking of love during that course of introduction of the subject of love. Praise God. So we must always have a reminder of these things so that we can always keep ourselves up to date and know what the Lord is saying to us in this season. We must give ourselves wholly to the counsel of the Lord. The Apostle Paul said to the church of Ephesus, he said, I have withhold nothing from you but I've this, I've, 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 I have um, been able to declare fully the entire counsel of the Lord to you. And I believe as we go in this journey, the Lord, through His Spirit in us and His anointing on me, will help me to be able to unveil fully what love is to you based on the knowledge and revelation that He has given to me in part. Praise the Lord. So, without wasting much time, let's go straight to what we should be looking at today. We are going to be looking at the absence of love in the life of a Christian. The absence of love in the life of a Christian. The absence of love in the life of a Christian. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good all the time. Okay, I want you to open with me to book of First John. I want us to 
use that scripture again today. First John chapter 3. As the Lord is helping us, we might also look at chapter 4. But I'm going to start firstly with um, chapter 3. Please do ensure to share our podcast with friends and loved ones and on different social media platforms that you are in. Do ensure to share this podcast with them. We believe that the Lord God Almighty will minister to them through His Word. Our own is to make sure that we let it out and leave the rest for the Lord to do. Praise the Lord. Alright, First uh, John chapter 3, let's start from verse 14. First John chapter 3 from verse 14, I read. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. 15. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. But this we know, by this rather we know, verse 16, by this we know, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. It's talking about Jesus. And we also ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. Praise God. 17. But whoever has this world's goods, talking about material goods, physical goods, what eyes can see, and sees his brother in need, shut up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in such a person? How does the love of God abide in him? So he's asking us that question. If he said you really love and you can't share with your fellow brethren, what is the love there? Praise the Lord. Verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. 19. By this we know that we are the truth and shall assure our heart before him. Praise God. So, having pointed this uh, scripture out to us, I want us to also look at First uh, John chapter four. Let's uh, look, start reading from verse seven. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, in this the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God. Remember we said the love of God flowed toward us. God was the one who loved us first. In this is love not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation 
for our sin. Beloved, if God loved, so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. Verse 13. By this we know that we abide in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. Praise the Lord. He has given us of His Spirit. Now, uh, move to verse 16. And we know, and we, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. So we can also say, he that does not abide in love does not abide in God. And God in. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. Now verse 20. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he, for he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? Praise the Lord. Verse 21, the last verse. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God, must love his brother. Now let's go back to verse um, chapter uh, chapter three of that first uh, John. Now I want us to read again um, the very first verse. The very first verse. He said, verse fourteen, first John chapter three, verse fourteen. I just want us to go through those uh, scripture. That's why to go through it again. That's why I said we should read it. He said, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. What was the death there? Remember, the last time I told you is what? Spiritual death. So the absence of love in the life of a Christian brings spiritual death. The absence of love. We know that we are passed from death to life because we love the brethren. The brethren there means your, Christ, your fellow Christian brothers and sisters. He who does not love his brother abides in death. You see? Yeah, so when there is absence of love in the life of a believer, it therefore proves that he or she is walking in spiritual death. And anyone that is walking in spiritual death is far from the Lord. They cannot know what the Lord is saying. He cannot be selfless anymore, cannot be patient because he is out of love. We know that we are passed from death to life. So love brings us out from darkness to light in Christ Jesus. Loss of eternal life because the scripture told us in verse 15, he said, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. So a murderer does not have eternal life. Abiding in him. There is bound to be satanic oppression. Because why? He is in darkness. 
his words in darkness so that does not love his brother his sister is in what in darkness that's what the word of the law says such a person is in darkness always at war with others become impatient anything at all is already angry there is loss of kindness the inability to bear with others is already out of his or her life indiscipline he chooses the way he or she that lives alive on a daily basis and sees engage in reckless talk why because there's absence of law in his or her life don't forget we are looking at the absence of love in the life of a christian you must fight against it you shouldn't allow your soul to be void of god's love never give chance so many who have um, make shipwreck of their love not only faith love you can also make shipwreck of love example of such people that make shipwreck of their uh, their love is uh, uh, duty freeze i think we have in duty freeze uh, in the book of first john 2 taking chapter 5 there was a man who was fighting against the missionaries the apostles of our lord jesus christ who was driving them away from the church that was a good example these were men who were void of uh, the love of god people like uh, emmaus and, and philetius they were void of god's love they were void of god's love rude diotrephes was rude now i, I will like we i would like us to read um, that a particular um, verse of the bible okay let's look at uh, first john chapter 5 should be first john now chapter 5 no that should be second yes let's look at second john yes second uh, we have first and second john we have third first john is just one chapter um place i want to read now i think verse what verse again oh sorry hallelujah i'm trying to get it now is it third john now when he was writing to gaius okay yes third john thank you third john okay verse 9 he said i wrote to the church but let's take you from um, verse 6 
of verse 5. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever. Or let's just take it from verse 1. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testify of the truth that, in, that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers who are born witness of your love, you see, of your love. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers. People were saying of the goodness, you know, the love that was coming from Gaius to them. Who are born witness of your love before the church, if you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy God, you will do well. So, encouraging him to show more love. Because they went forth for his namesake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. Now, verse 8, we, we therefore ought to receive such that we may become fellow workers for the truth. Now, verse 9, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to have the preeminence among them, does not receive us. See? Verse 10, Therefore, I come, therefore, if I come, I will call to mind his deeds, which he does, prating against us with malicious words and not content with that he himself does not receive the brethren and forbid those who wish to who wish to put them out of the church you see this man was the same thing concerning alexander the coppersmith that apostle paul also make mention in the book of timothy these were believers who made shipwreck of their love praise the lord you become merciless. Number eight, merciless. You avoid of mercy. You don't show mercy anymore because there is absence of love. Then there is faithlessness and hopelessness. You don't believe in anything that have to do with God anymore. The absence of God's uh, presence, void of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not reside where there is darkness. Walking in darkness, that is practicing the works of the, the devil. And uh, we fully indulging in all manner of sin. An enemy of God. Become an enemy of God. No one who is his brother walking in darkness can be a friend of God. So please, we must guard against these things. That is why I am sharing it with you. Impatient selfishness, number 13. Impatient selfishness and lover of money. 14. From blessing to cursing. All right, those. Who are not working in love are under curse. Unrighteousness. 15. 16. Sickness and diseases. These become the portion of those who are working in darkness. Prone to failure. 18. Prone to failure. Eight, uh, sorry, 17. Prone to failure. 18. See much more abound, you see, because these uh, are the people who no longer give room. For the manifestation of God's power in their life anymore. 
now verse uh, nine, uh, sorry number 19 self-defense by means of twisting the scripture there are some persons who, who have made shipwreck of their love life they always try to bring up scriptures to defend themselves all right to always prove that they are right they always come up with scriptures twisting the word of god to their own end 20 poverty spiritual and physical poverty then unholy 22 prayer become a burden so the things that he or she uh, used to delight uh, in before now they find no uh, find no pleasure in them anymore find no pleasure in them 23 failure in every area of life rejection 24 uh, no hunger for the word of the, for the word and the things of the spirit that's 25 no hunger for the word and the things of the spirit this is as a result of the absence of love at work in the life of a believer 26 absence of of godfulness absence of god's fullness so you see these 20, 26 things i've given to you we must guide against them we must guide against them we must not allow our soul to be void of knowledge whatsoever it takes you to contend for this love please ensure you fight for it it is not good that your soul will be without as it's not good that your soul should be without knowledge so also it is that your soul should not be without love because love is the beginning and end of our faith work with god praise the lord it is what makes believer what a believer is i told you we can only come to the full maturity in the body of christ when we walk truly in love and are perfected in it then become exactly like the way god is exactly the way jesus christ is somebody might be wondering how possible it is it is possible if we really want to do it every day of our life it is very very possible churches where love is void there is bound to be chaos there is bound to be gossip here and there it's bound to be heavy jealousy and all manner of uh, 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 immorality most of our churches today this is what they are facing and they are hiding from this truth most of these things i have listed today some of the churches this is what they are beginning to face and they are not ready to change they are not ready to change and make amendments praise the lord they are not ready to change to follow the right path of the lord so when you take note of these things it will help you a long way and when you begin to notice some of these things in your life go back again and check what is it that i'm doing that i'm doing wrong that i'm not doing right what is happening to my love life what is the gauge of my love life we are to grow and increase in love not to remain stagnant now if you go to ephesians chapter 3 the apostle paul prayed for the church of Ephesus. in chapter 1 he prayed for them when he came to colossians the the the, the church of uh, uh, the colossians he also prayed for them that love should be granted it should be rooted and grounded in love love is the beginning and the end of the commandments praise god 
So we must not fail. We must not fail to walk in it. We must not fail to walk in love. Those who fail to walk in this love, their end is already determined. Their end is already determined because they have cut themselves off from the Lord. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 14, verse, uh, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, rather. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. It said, now this was Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. Verse 15. You also must be well of him. For he has greatly resisted our words. Mind you, Diotiphrys that um, the Apostle John was talking about and this Alexander Coppersmith were members of the church. These were members of the church. Don't think that they were unbelievers. These were people who believed in the Lord but at the long run turned their faith, turned their love upside down and choose to follow the way of the Lord. Please ensure, make sure every day of your life that you run and fight and contend for this love life because it's the beginning. It's unending. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 told us, even when prophecies, tongues, knowledge, gift of faith and all, they are passing away, the love of God remain and remain forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, give you honor, adoration, making it possible for us to hear your word again today. Father, help us to do, not just to hear, help us to do in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading and guiding us again today into the truth. And it is my prayer that you continue to Re-echo this word in our hearts, in our ear, in our soul, in our spirit every day. In the name of Jesus. Don't fail to share this podcast with friends, those who should be aware of this. Please do so on a different social media platform that you are in. So you do so, may the Lord God bless you. Till I come your way again next time, stay blessed in Jesus' name. Goodbye.